Hello, everyone, and welcome to By the Way, a Bramley podcast. I'm Laura Lomas, your host. And today, uh, we're going to continue shining the light on some of the entrepreneurial Bramley members that we have. Um, We've talked to a few in the past, and today, it's absolutely my honor to talk to the two chicks, Jerky Girls, to uh, Shannon Ronan and Breland McDonald. I adore them. I'm sure you all adore them as well. And I hope that you enjoy this. All right. (laughs) Hello, Breland and Shannon. Welcome. I would like each of you, I did this with Amy and Jerry the other day, and I'd like to do it with you too. If each of you could describe the other and um, just sort of so that people who don't know who you are, I mean, everybody knows you're two chicks jerky, but they don't know you on an individual basis. So, you know, Freeland can explain who Shannon is and if Shannon can explain who Freeland is. Yeah. Um, okay. I've never done this before. So this is actually kind of cool. Um, I would say Shannon is one of those people who is full of life. We're actually a great couple because she's a little bit more of the fiery outgoing adventurous mm-hmm. side and I'm like the grounding like hunker in so it balances out really well but um she has got like a zest for adventure she's always down to do spontaneous trips um she does road trips camping all mm-hmm. outdoor activities hiking being in nature like recharges her 100 it's it's great and she's gotten me out to do so many more things that I would have thought I loved doing in my mind, but then just kind of, I guess, lazily wouldn't or something. I don't know. So, so many things that I've done in my life now that I thank her for, because I don't necessarily know if I would have done it, even though it's something that I would think I would always love. Um, she loves books. She reads all the time, um, all sorts of books, which I, I'm like a story person. She's like story, autobiography, history, all the goods. She loves music. She's very nostalgic with family and friends and um, has like a huge heart for all of them. So she's okay, I'm not. You're gonna make me start. Give <laughs> <laughs> she's a tissue. fantastic person, and I'm incredibly lucky to have her in my life. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so Breland, for me, <laughs> is my best friend. I mean, the epitome of just patience. Um, obviously, in, enduring my fiery outgoing <laughs> side. She just brings me back down to earth. She Sorry. makes me laugh. She's hilarious. She's got just amazing dance moves, which. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've seen um, some of those. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Just the, the, the perfect partner, just that she, she is down to kind of go on adventures with and just so giving and just a blessing to everybody who knows her, a great friend. And how did you guys meet? Lovely. She is lovely. <laughs> so we met, actually, it's kind of funny story because I was, you know, I was living in Nevada City still at the time where we both grew up. And funny enough, we had similar childhoods where we both were like had a guy best friend we were riding bikes and climbing trees like a few blocks from each other doing the same thing never met we have a ton of mutual friends that we somehow just you know we're waiting for that picture of some high school party where one of us is in the background (laughs) but we met a little bit later in my early 20s I was working at a restaurant and sometime earlier that year our our mutual friend had mentioned oh there's a girl you should meet you know and I didn't choose a way at college at the time and I kind of just didn't think about it and then couple months later she's like oh that girl I told you about she's coming into town tonight and so I was under the impression we were going and going to this local bar that she also kind of knew she thought about it blind date so I'm all (laughs) I'm all like nervous yeah (laughs) no clue and then so we met and I just instantly pretty much smitten from the Mm get-go um yeah so (laughs) you know I think where I was at she was yeah she was coming in a little strong because she was feeling it and I was (laughs) still just not quite ready for a relationship was kind of figuring out past stuff and where I was going in life. And even though we totally got along, like we hung out all the time and went 
night swimming after work. We became fast soccer friends. Team together. Yeah. yeah. It was like perfect match, but I just wasn't quite there for a relationship. And then when well, we made out a few times <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, I got a job in Florida, which, you know, right out of college, you kind of are like, whatever I'm taking, this is awesome. So I went an animal, animal rights job. Was, yeah, yeah. I was like, you mean really, education yeah. coordinator there. Ooh. Yeah. Um, mostly talking about animals entertainment and my background's a whole different thing, but, um, <laughs> and then we started talking over the, on the phone when I was there. Well, I moved. So then I moved to San Francisco to finish college yeah. and I wasn't sure if we would stay in, you know, um, but then we had started talking more and more and then like one hour went into three hours, went yeah. into five hours a night, which was ridiculous. But <laughs> so we actually well, ended up getting together when we were cross country. <laughs> so like the last time all our friends saw us, it was like me being super, like, whoa, it's me. Like, I, <laughs> you know, this didn't work out. I just, it felt so right. And then, it, you know, cut to eight months later, we're together. We we're meet like, up in together. town. We're like, hi, everybody. Like, you know, like, what? <laughs> and that was uh, almost 17 years ago. So, yeah. Wow, 17 years ago. Wait, so if you were in San Francisco and you were in Florida, how did you bridge the gap? Well, like a proper lesbian, <laughs> soon enough, I'm, we got the U-Haul. And <laughs> <laughs> this is not date three, clearly, yeah. however. <laughs> yeah. Cross-country road trip, move right in. Yeah. So she moved in with me and I had roommates from a, a couple of high school guy friends of mine. Um, so we lived in the city for a bit before we moved here to Marin about 14 years ago. But so. it's nice having the same hometown, like our families still live there. It's only two and a half hours away. Coincidentally, it's the same hometown that Josh is from, Nevada City. Oh, oh gosh, yes. Yeah, course. so we grew up on the Yuba River as yeah. well. So we know the magic of it. Uh, it was <laughs> like a like, Isn't that album of his phenomenal? I mean, it really is yeah. so moving, you know? And every track is a, a name of a swimming hole that we're familiar with. So it's really cool listening to it. It, it, it's, it is a magical oasis. It's amazing, yeah. yeah. I've never been out there I, I, to that particular part of the world. I have to, I mean, I've been to Seattle, but, um, but that's it. You should. It's near Tahoe too, which is gorgeous, you know. I'd love to go to Tahoe. Oh, yeah. sounds heavenly. So so you guys moved in together where? In Florida or uh, back home, you're saying? No, yeah. Florida is not my jam. So we moved back. She was in San Francisco, so I moved in with Pretty, her in San Francisco. The hum okay. humidity is, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, you probably get it in Vermont, right? It's the, it's the oh my whole... God. It's been 90 degrees and hundred percent humid for weeks. Yeah. Now. We're not used to it because we're like, you know, give us the fall and winter and you know, that's what we like, but we're surviving. <laughs> <laughs> my hair is barely yeah. surviving. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. We, we, the humidity is rough. We it is rough. experienced it. We have so friends then, in North Carolina. I'm sorry. Sweetheart. What did oh, you no, guys do? Like, you know, you, you, you mentioned um, that you were involved with human rights, animal rights. And what did you study in school? Um, I actually got my degree in primate behavior and ecology and anthropology. Central. Oh, cool. Um, at Central, yeah, at Central Washington University, which is just over the hill from Seattle. Um, right near the gorge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, wow. And there was a chimpanzee sanctuary there um, with five chimpanzees that know sign language. Um, <gasps> started with Roger Fouts and stuff like that. Yeah, it was an amazing, an amazing experience in my life. So learning that, getting a degree in there and then working at the sanctuary, pretty much my job was just to take care of these chimps and give them an enriching life, try to do the best we could for them because, you know, they're in captivity and start educating people about uh, animals in general, but primarily where they're chimpanzees in captivity and um, entertainment industry and, you know, and then focusing on the wild and really trying to educate them on, on that. And so it was a great experience, but 
as I get out of college and I realized, wow, this degree is very limiting on what you can do. <laughs> and when I went into it, I was like, I'm going to be Jane Goodall. I'm going to go out and live in the woods and, you know, in the jungle. And, and then it's like, oh man, you've got to do so many grant writings and talking to people who've done it. It's like, well, that's a lot of hardcore work that just kind of isolates yourself. And so um, I tried to figure out what I could do and doing that, doing humane education with kids, mostly talking about animals and entertainment and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. Just because growing up as someone who loved animals, I always was drawn to them in movies and TVs and TV shows and stuff. And then, but learning the backside, it's like, oh, let's love them in the net in their natural habitat. Yes, yes. <laughs> so yes. to do that in like a easy kind of easy to digest sort of way was was rewarding. So did you? Uh, sorry, we're not we're not forgetting about Shannon. We're just focusing on <laughs> no. Did, no, I love hearing about. It's, it's, it's so fascinating cool stuff. Did, yeah. did you go right from um, from school to the the sanctuary to then teaching? Am I interested? Um, the sanctuary was on campus, so it was kind of that was my life pretty much. Like every spare moment, if I wasn't in class, I was there. And then um, when I graduated, I actually moved back home to live with my mom and figure out what the heck I was doing with life next. <laughs> that's when we met. And that's when we met. And then I got a job offer for doing humane education in Florida. And, you know, they like flew me out to do the interview and everything. I'm like, oh, this is great. So I went over there and then I was like, oh, Florida blows. <laughs> and now I'm in love with this person on the other side of the country. And so, yeah, moved back. And I'm, we're Northern California girls at heart so anyways. We, what, we did like eight months long distance, but mm-hmm. we'd see each other every six weeks. So I'd fly there. She'd fly, you know, out to San Francisco. It was very fun. It was fun. <laughs> but also well, kind of sucked too. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> I was you know. Say, I was yeah. <laughs> ups and downs for sure but you know we just got to know each other so well during that period because yeah. there wasn't any option you know we were just talking just all the time yeah hardcore conversations yeah oh that's lovely and what about you shannon where did you go to school and stuff so i you know i originally i originally went to sonoma state and i had had this lifelong dream of playing college softball and i um, yeah <laughs> first love i you know sporty spice growing up but you know, it was kind of a weird, so that I'm not trying to like spin this into any, you know, the, the day that I found out I had made the team is the same day. I kind of found out my, my dad wasn't going to survive cancer. And so I made the decision to move back to Nevada city. Um, and you know, as, as life is, and you know, things happening for looking, you know, for the things happening for a reason, whatnot, I wouldn't have met Breland if I hadn't moved back. So it's kind of a weird little silver lining. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I moved back for a bit and then, um, I moved to San Francisco to finish college and I, my degree was in psychology, mm. which, um, has certainly opened some doors, but it's funny because my, you know, my work experience is a lot of service industry, bartending. And it's like, gosh, I mean, for what I paid for my degree, I literally like learned so much of that stuff, bartending, so, um, that's yeah. Went there and just finished school up there and um, just still kind of remained in the, in the service industry afterwards. It's just, it's one of those, you know, you hear about the golden handcuffs, it's just the schedule yeah. and the money's good. And we we're able to like, you do know, a lot of enjoy, adventures. do a lot of the adventure, you know? So, <clears throat> you know, through that is eventually what kind of led to the, the origins of the, of the jerky. Okay. Well, let's, let's do that. Let's segue into that. <laughs> how did, how did the jerky start? <laughs> You know, so I was bartending at a little like local dive bar here in Marin and I just started going on this home, you know, homemaking, studying kick. And I was uh, brewing was great brewing <laughs> beer like, yes. and like pickling stuff. And I just, nice. you know, I love doing all that kind of stuff. And I started making just jerky for us. I didn't really like our options out there. And I wanted it to know like 
what what kind of meat we were using, what was in and out of the marinade. So I just started making it for us for road trips and concerts and hiking and all all that good stuff. How do you make it, sweetheart? Well, you marinate it and we used a dehydrator is how like a Nesco dehydrator is what we used. And, you know, to this day, the the recipe that I, I kind of looked one up and then I played with it, made it my own, but that, that, those recipes are the, are the original OG ones that are our classic and habanero beef jerky flavors. Now it's still, yeah. If you want like the legit old school jerky flavor, it's, it's like, the classic beef jerky. Yeah. It's the one we were making at home. Yeah. <laughs> and do you slice it first and then marinate it or do you marinate it whole and then slice it? Slice it first. Okay. That's what I thought. Just to really, you know, more immerse the flavors throughout. Yeah. How long do you marinate it before you make your own jerky? The- no, okay. you can. I'd be happy to share the recipe with you. Um, you, I, I would do it overnight. So I would let it, you know, really marinate overnight. And then, you know, like the salt really tenderizes the meat and, and the honey. And what's and the, the recipe? The what was the original recipe? Like the ingredients? Oh gosh. Soy sauce, garlic, pepper, lemon juice, honey, salt. No, I think that was in soy sauce. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and we had to use the stuff called liquid smoke with jet first. We're like, that sounds so weird. We don't do that. But then we realized, oh, it's actually a, a natural. It's they actually literally. capture the smoke from, yeah. Yeah. So those are, that's it. Six ingredients. Cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's really good. And that's a lot of movie. love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so I, whereas bartending, I just, I started kind of selling it by the strip and the feedback was so good that we were like, huh, you know, just kind of planted a seed and we actually had saved for a couple of years and um, quit our jobs and took off on a five month cross country road trip and wow. just like hiked and camped and ate and drank our way around the country. And it was just oh, amazing. We visited national parks and a bunch of barbecue yeah. joints and took a lot of jerky with us, took a lot of jerky <laughs> with us and just got to see friends and family scattered everywhere. We don't get to see much. And I just, this country is so beautiful and diverse. I mean, terrain and culture and language, even like it's, yeah, it was really cool to experience that. Yeah. I guess Brandy and the twins get to do that every year. Well, except when there's a pandemic, right? I know. Yeah. I really wish they'd just let us be like the jerky van following. Maybe they will. <laughs> we'll have the jerky van and then the wine, you know, the XOPC yeah. girls yeah. behind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, during that road trip, that was really when I was like, playing with the idea of wanting to make it a business so when I came back I was just full throttle we had so many people like asking us to make their can you make all batch for me can you she they would come into her work to mm-hmm. ask if they had she had jerky and if she did they would leave they weren't even coming in to have a beer or anything yeah oh, was, wow so yeah it was like a hit so she started brainstorming on the trips like maybe we should actually look into this and so that's what we did when yeah how did you do that how did you take it from just your own little <laughs> individual slices to like a business well, I got a book called How to Start a Business for Beginners. Really just kind of learned everything as I went. I mean, we did a Kickstarter. So we did crowdfunding for initial funding, which looking back, gosh, we just, we had no idea. We, I think we asked for five grand. Yeah. And, you know, so we went really, we started super small. We were delivering ourselves, uh, you know, out of the back of our little Honda Fit and just one account at a time. And, um, and where were, was, where were you, you know, selling it? Was it at bars or was it in restaurants? Not restaurants, um, but like stores? Bars like and, you know, grocery store? stores. Mm-hmm. We would so, just walk into the grocery store and ask for the buyer uh, and be like, can yeah. you want to try this? Can we talk to you about this? And like so organically. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, um, what's cool is that we were, there's these two stores in San Francisco called <laughs> Byright. They're pretty well known, really cool little markets. And we were in there buying champagnes. We had just gotten our business license approved. And so we wanted to get some bubbles and go to Dolores Park and celebrate. And we were in there all excited and happened to manager happened to be there and talking. We're like, oh, we'll carry you. So that was like our first count. Yeah. Oh. So that was really, yeah. <laughs> I love how organically this is all just happening. I, yeah. And that's so actually happy. one of the things I'm most proud of is uh, uh, this whole thing is just how it really, and also to encourage anybody, like if you have an idea for a business, do it, you can do it. You just go one step at a time and figure out what the next step is and conquer that. And then what's the next. Yeah. And somehow we did it. And, it, and yeah, that it's is so how it cool. was. It was just learning as you, you know, and then, um, yeah. And the, the growth was just, it, it, was it was going well and then about four years ago we were introduced to a, a guy named George Gavros who owns Zoe Meats and we formed a strategic alliance with him and he was kind of a capital infusion that we really needed and so the the point Wait, how did he, really, where did he come from he just out of the blue like uh, a mutual friend of ours introduced us who was kind of in that in that um he knew us through the meat company we were using before a local meat company and then he had started working for George. And so he had the connection there where he's like, Oh, I know these girls. Cause yeah. He was looking for a jerky company to kind of team up with. And Oh, okay. So he introduced us. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, with, with that, it was amazing because then we were able to drive up the volume, which drives down costs. So we were, you know, much easier. Um, yeah. We kind of plateaued with just the two of us really like we've got pretty darn far, but then yeah. at some point it's like, you, you need, yeah. to go a little bit further if you're going to actually grow some more. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. You know, they yeah. took over helping with um, sales and they took over the distribution. So wow. you know, with them, huge for you guys. It, yeah, it was, it was a huge, you know, the next, next step with them. So that was about four, a little over four years ago. And that's a whole nother learning, like going into that category realm with, with them too. It's a whole nother learning experience because once you get to like the larger grocery chains, it's a whole nother world. Yeah, like working with crazy. Albertsons and Target and Rayleigh, you know, like looking and talking to all of these and the back end of the paperwork and actually the cost of like, it, you actually have to pay a like filling fee and you have to pay to be in the store. Yeah, yeah. To be in the store. So it's like a whole well, other, it's not just like, here's our wholesale. And then carry so us your volume must have had to amp up by at least 10, 10 times, if not yeah, more. It's grown. Yeah. Well, we've grown, I think, um, what was it? I think we kind of figured out like 300% since 2017. Oh, so in the last four years. Yeah. It's been, yeah, it's crazy. And then it's still like, oh, I think back of making it in the kitchen and sometimes yeah. it really trips me out. Like, yeah. <laughs> Wait, yeah how many really places funny. sell it now? Oh gosh. We're well, we around, have... around four or 350 to 400 separate accounts because, you know, you get into like Albertsons in Southern California and then like 200 plus carry you. Mm-hmm. Um, which is amazing. Like getting in is one thing, but then rebuying it is even better because that means it's, you know, moving. moving so, right. So, all right. Oh, I've got so many questions. So how, <laughs> how do you must have some massive facility somewhere that's making all this stuff now? Cause you're certainly not doing it in your kitchen. So yeah. <laughs> how did that come about? Yeah. Well, I mean, as soon as when we became an actual business, I mean, we could have gotten all the certifications and made it ourselves and rented or, you know, that's what we thought at first, that first, course, like then no. the, the process of that is really intense when you're dealing with meat and the USDA. And so you, you get a processing facility that kind of has the inspector there, has the certifications, the third party audits and all that. Um, you know, there's kind of lots, there, there's a lot to it that they have to, you know, there's standards, which is good. Um, mm-hmm. So yes, we have 
when well, we, we started with Sonoma County Meat Company up in Santa Rosa, and they're smaller, but you they're know, like a butcher shop. Yeah, so they were able to process it, and they were amazing. A shout out to Sonoma County Meat Company. Yeah, they're um, they really helped people. us figure out the USDA and um, kind of held our hand through that whole process too, and what we needed to do. But they're small and artisanal, so the cost yeah. of them processing our stuff was you get again, it's the volume thing. Yeah, we weren't yeah. their number one. They do a lot of other stuff. So once we grew out of that. Then now we actually have two processing facilities. There's one in Idaho and one in Vegas, which is really, so crazy. So do you guys like, have to go to Vegas and Idaho a lot to sort of check? No, up on no, stuff? it's all yeah, just and and a lot of that is dealt with the logistics kind of stuff is dealt with through Zoe's, which is really nice. Like we get to do more of the fun side of it. Yeah, like I'm Learning still heading the sales, heading the marketing, yeah, um, all that fun stuff. And we want to keep you must have like a mega full time job for both of you, though, right? Uh, you know, it is full-time plus, I mean, when you own it, it's, it's your baby. So it, you know, it's, never, yeah. it's never not on your mind. It's not like, you know, people are like, I want to own a business to work less. It's like, it's not really how it is. It's, you know, <laughs> um, so I, I enjoy it though. When it's yours, it's different. It feels different. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we always want to nice the, the setup of it because we can still be that personal side of it, which we, I don't know. It's just like, it's not just a business. It's there's more of a personal connection that we try to make with people. And we're appreciative of, you know, because we have come so far and we're and just like that. And then we're the, so grateful for anybody who's, you know, willing just, to take us on. And, you know, mm-hmm. there is a lot of, thank you for taking a chance on us and our product. And yeah. do you sell amazing. any here in Vermont? No, not yet. But I can give you the, yeah. the names of a few places I would recommend. Yeah, oh, that <laughs> would love it. It. I, I'd be happy to reach out. Yeah. Um, and how did you come up with the name Two Chicks Jerky? I mean, the obvious answer is that you guys are two chicks, but where, <laughs> where did that, like, how did you come up with it? Um, actually, it really started because when we did that cross country road trip, we had a blog going for like friends and family who kind of keep track of where we were at and get updates and stuff like that. And that was called Two Chicks in a Road Trip. Oh, spelled differently, but we came back and one of her coworkers made like a little homemade drawn out design that said two chicks jerky and it had our faces on it or, you know, kind of my coworker <laughs> at the bar. Yeah. And we're like, Oh, that's actually, yeah. So then, then once we moved forward to actually make it a business, then it was, I was dinkering around in Photoshop. Like that's literally where our packaging comes from. Is just, she's the creative doodling in Photoshop, did. figuring out what to do and how to do it and sending it off to get vectorized and all this stuff. And well, it's really, it's very, um, it catches your eye. It's, it's really well done. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that's, it stands out too, because it's a really male dominated market. So yes. to have, we mm-hmm. wanted that to be clear that we were two women yes. that owned this company, but still keep it kind of light and fun, you know? Yeah. Well, you struck hundred percent on, on the mark there because it's so <laughs> clever. It's very, so clever. So how many different flavors do you have now, other than that really mouthwatering recipe you told me about? <laughs> <laughs> We've got five total now. Um, we actually debuted three new flavors like January last year. And then, you know, we had some good stuff in the works and then that, you know, shit show of your head. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we have five flavors and then offered in two sizes. And what are the flavors? We've got the, the, the classic in the habanero, the two hot chicks, um, the original flavors, beef jerky. And then we have a carne asada beef jerky now. And then we have two turkey jerkies, the classic the, oh, and then the, the spicy. That spicy is the one that Catherine took a mouthful of. Yeah. The Christmas <laughs> show. Clearly it's not that spicy because she didn't even like break a sweat. She's a me. trooper. Yeah. Well, I don't know. She was reaching for that. The XOBC. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And are you, what do you have plans for expansion in the future? Or are you guys just sort of going with the flow of how this all, un- 
how this happens or have you got like a strategic um, you know, yeah we definitely got some ideas in the works that we're we're playing around with um there's also some you know we got our actual lgbt certification a few months ago and with that Congratulations. Oh, thank you yeah so that has um opened a number of doors for us just a lot of buyers bigger conglomerate you know they yeah. they do a certain amount of business with minority-owned companies and so that's opened some, some that, doors yeah. for that so part of it that um shannon really spearheaded was the give me back initiative that um just in terms of you know when i was saying how we still like to keep it it's not just a business like we're proud of it being a business and obviously we want it to be crazy successful and it's going great but also mm-hmm. we just want it to mean if we're going to do something you know, as in anything in life, we want it to mean more than that. So mm-hmm. she started the Giving Back Initiative, which was really inspired by the looking out. Yeah, I mean, the looking out. So, um, I, I guess just kind of bringing bringing Bramley into the into the mix here. We, um, it was funny because Josh had actually recommended to us to join the Bramley in the middle in the begin, you know, during COVID. And so, you know, we joined and did the compound quarantine shows, which were just so much lightsabers. Yeah. I'm actually missed those. They were so intimate and you felt like you were there at their home, yes. you know, like in their living room kind of. It's, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I really like that. I mean, I had been turned on to their music, I think like years back from a friend who sent me their tiny desk concert that they did. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember just from then on, I just really liked their music. So yeah, it was cool to us to have that intimate, the, the intimate shows. And, you know, so at the time we were like, oh, it'll just be a great means to listen to live music. We had no idea just how amazing that community is. And it's really for us become this like community. We've never, for whatever reason, had much of a, a community of LGBT, you know, people. And it just, it, that, that belonging and, you know, it's been camaraderie. Yeah. Kind of camaraderie. Yeah. It's just mm, such a great crew. Acceptance. And Mm, yes yeah yeah. and just positive everybody's positive and encouraging and supportive it's just a fantastic community yeah and you know so with the giving back initiative we had been you know we'd already donated like I when I went I moved back to Nevada City we moved back for a couple of years actually about four years ago just to try out the hometown again and see how it felt I mean we missed the bay so we moved back but uh I worked at a Bear Yuba Land Trust for I just part-time and um with that, so when I started the giving back, you know, that was the first recipient. We donated to them. We donated to ACLU and Color of Change. We had pick a different then, organization like every yeah, three months. So. Yeah. And so then, you know, um, because Looking Out had also been kind of an inspiration behind that, I had reached out to them. And one of the Bramley members was like, hi, I'm on the board. Here, here's Catherine. Put me in touch with Catherine. And so we had chosen them to be our next recipient. And that's when she, you know, kind of, you know, ate some on TV and mentioned us. In she didn't December. just eat some. She like devoured yeah. a mouthful. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, you know, and I had actually messaged Josh just to say, Hey, I, thank you so much for these live shows. Can we, can we send you some jerky as a thank you? And he's like, sure. And so he shared it with the compound and then, um, they ordered a few times, which was so cool. I mean, that, you know, to have your favorite band become into your product has just been really, yeah. fun, really fun. So, um, from that, you know, we, then we were going to donate to looking out and Catherine kind of mentioned us. And so. And it's been from there too, it's been really cool because obviously that was a great boost for business. Like we did get a lot of brand, especially that night. It was like, Oh my God, look at all the orders coming in. This is so fun. But since then it's been so cool to, um, well, we now have these like customers that, um, consumers of our product that are really interactive with us and mm. show like, Hey, I got my jerky. You know, it's just, it's not just anybody buying a bag of jerky. It's like these people who you've got to interact with more about it and have fun with. And yeah. it's really rewarding. And it's really fun. And then, you know, we decided to basically not 
not alternate anymore, just stick with looking out and donate to them because we felt so like just a part of this community. Mm. Um, and the amazing stuff <laughs> that looking out does, it's like, oh, yeah, all the causes like... we would give to anyway, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So how, how much have you guys uh, donated up to this point? Do you know, or how do you, how do you decide? The it is a, it, so it's a set of sales or. Yeah. It's because it is a business, you know, so it's not, I wish we could just, you know, give them everything that we have to. <laughs> yeah, of course, know, of course. Little, yeah. So it's a percentage that we give every month. It's just, just kind of, yeah. It's just so set, I, I, all of our online sales, there's a percentage of every online sale that goes yeah. to that. So that's kind of dedicated. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's nice about, you know, telling your story is that there might be some other people out there in the Brownlee who have a little business who could start doing the same. And if enough people do that, then yeah, you know, that yeah. makes a big difference. It makes a huge difference. I mean, we've got Jen and Micah doing, you know, the stickers and raising gobs of money. I know. I know it's so cool. They don't so take cool. a penny of it for themselves. I mean, they're extraordinary. It's amazing. You know, but that's not a business. You're running a business. So it is a very different, um, you know, dynamic. But but it's still giving back. It's still helping. Yeah, and we've met Car along the way too. The other she lives. Yeah, she does good stuff too. It's been great. Yes. It was yes. really fun. Car's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, we were able to go to the Neptune and Gorge show this past month, and oh, that so was the jealous. first time since we've been in the Bramley that we actually were to, able to meet some of these Bramley members face to face. It was so fun. Was so fun. We yeah. camped out. We camped out at the Gorge and just had the best time with all these amazing yeah. people. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh my gosh, and Tim and Phil were wearing our hats when we went to sound check. We were like, oh my gosh. So cool. Oh, I'm very envious. I was supposed to be at uh, Thompson's Point last weekend and then Tanglewood and they got canceled. So yeah, oh, my no. first live show is in almost two years. I was so disappointed, oh, but funny. understand it. You know, I understand, but. Um, you know, what's funny is that our last live show was Brandy Carlisle at the Greek Theater. And then our first live show back was Brandy Carlisle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice, so, nice. Yeah. Full, full circle. Bring yeah. it back. <laughs> Excellent. Wow. Wow. This is amazing. So um, where, where do you go from here? Like, is it, is it a matter of trying to find new places to distribute your product? Are you at a place where you feel like, nah, we've hit a plateau. I'm making enough money. This is a good lifestyle and I don't want to put more work into it. Like, how do you make those decisions and about moving forward? You know, um, we'd probably like to do some non-meat items. Um, I was wondering so about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's sure. that's definitely on our minds a bit. The great thing with how we have it set up is, you know, with enough lead time, if there's an interested, like, you know, big national chain, then, you know, we can kind of pull the trigger and increase production. So, you know, it's really just production based on on need. So that's a really great place as far as being able to the, the sales approach with that. Yeah, we're all we're, you know, keep keep growing. And we are a lot like most of our locations that we sell it are along the West coast. Mm -hmm. So if we can just keep spreading the love across the country into yeah. Vermont and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We're game. Yes. We're big, we're big jerky people in Vermont. And yeah. Any kind of company that starts in a grassroots way, Vermont will embrace, you know, it's a very oh, nice, you know, that's organically, you know, everything's organic. This country. Yeah. <laughs> and organics. That's, that's Vermont right there. <laughs> is it uh, isn't fall out there's just gorgeous Vermont yes. I, I just feel like I heard a lot about like the fall colors and it's spectacular yeah <laughs> really really beautiful mm. it's short so it, it it's um only lasts maybe two to three weeks so it's because it's so short it seems to have even more of a of a big impact you know because it's short and sweet right yeah. <laughs> and of course sweet maple syrup you know we've got oh yeah the, you know, Ben and Jerry's <laughs> are you from <laughs> that there that. or did you grow up on the east coast 
I'm from, um, I was born in New York, raised in Baltimore, then England, then here. So oh, wow. Sort of England, very cool. Yeah, my husband's British. Oh, Actually, okay. one of the times I met <laughs> Catherine um, at, uh, I, I gave her a back rub because she had a big knot. <laughs> and I, I was like, so where did you live in England? She lived literally right around the corner from me in Clapham, which is pretty funny. Oh, <laughs> man, small world. Mm-hmm. I always had ideas of grandeur wanting to live in another country for a while. And I mean, maybe still at some point. Yeah. I want yes. like five different lives. She live. did. Have you heard of <laughs> Semester at Sea? She- oh, wow. Yeah, which is so cool. How many countries did you go to? Uh, 11 countries, three months. Yeah, wow, at 22. How fabulous it was really cool. is that? Yeah, it was another one of those top three things to do in, in life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, maybe we can start selling some turkey jerky across the, across the pond and get it going in London. You know, with that, you can do it as an adult. You're called a wisdom seeker. Uh, it'd be cool to do like a whole Bramley wisdom seeker boat, like <laughs> travel. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I love that idea. Let's are, you going to, are you going to Mexico? I am. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. man. We're, we're trying to make it happen. Yes. Yeah, it's just it's so much fun. I know we, everybody we talked to like, what you have to go. It's like, ah. <laughs> we're, we're talking about trying to, on this last road trip we took to go to the gorge, we drove to Portland and Seattle and the gorge and we just fell in love with Portland. It's such a cool city. It we is. really vibed it instantly. And so we're thinking awesome. about maybe trying to move there in the spring. So as far as trying to pull off both Mexico and that, I don't know. So we'll, we'll see. So So you guys can basically live anywhere, right? Even though you've got this business that you're running, it's all being done remotely. So you're not tied to anything. Yeah. Yes, that's true. That's lovely. Yeah, Shannon, Shan, like to say that she's the adventurer and us, she's got like these ideas of grand. She's like, we're going to get an RV and just go across the country selling jerky everywhere and going to concerts. And <laughs> well, we yeah. did the RV thing. Well, we <laughs> you remember the old Oscar Mayer Wiener van? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. No, that would be fun. We did that when we moved home. We actually bought an RV and gutted it and turned it into a tiny home. And it was pretty cool. We lived in and just to save some money for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good project. It was fun. Yeah. Wow, you guys are fascinating. <laughs> yeah. You packed a lot in your lives so far. I can imagine what yeah. you're going to do the rest it's of it. It's been good. Yeah. Wow. That's terrific. Is there anything um, that I haven't touched on that you guys were kind of wanting to share or talk about at all? I, mean, I don't know. Just how are you shotgun wedding, maybe? <laughs> you got um, each other pregnant <laughs> no, no we, we call it our gay shotgun because you know that weird time in, in well at least in california in, in 08 when you know uh it was like it was legal for a few months and it was kind of coming up right I do remember. before where yeah where we realized gosh there are some people that we thought would be for this that aren't in our life and so we had exchanged rings like a year and a half prior and you know it wasn't super shotgun but basically there was two dates left it was the next day at three or three thirty, and to get married and we're like you know what let's do this so it ended up being amazing it was san francisco city hall and we had just a few friends and looking back we wish we'd had our moms there you know but we just thought oh we'll have a ceremony later 17 now it's been like almost 13 years yeah yeah. (laughs) still no ceremony yeah Wait till so, your 25th wedding anniversary. That's a good time to do that. There you go. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> we can all have the so, Bramley there. You can have it on my property here in Vermont. How about that? Oh my Sold. God, done. That sounds amazing. <laughs> so yeah, we joke and call it. And then it, it, it was, then it was illegal for a bit. 
So that was kind of a weird period. We were like, we're legally married, but like our friends can't get married now. It's kind of weird. So, yeah. You know, Vermont was the first state uh, to start that ball rolling with the civil unions. And it was the biggest, oh my God. It was, it tore this little tiny state apart because the majority of the people that are here now tend to be sort of implants from someplace else. And then the, the older, you know, although I have to say that that I was about to say the older Vermonters weren't for it. And that's absolutely not true. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it broke it apart. It was like all of these big signs that you could see on everybody's barn that would say, take Vermont forward. And then there were all these other signs that said, take Vermont back. And there was mm-hmm. this, like, and then there were these bumper stickers that said, take Vermont from behind. Oh. <laughs> wow. We do have a sense of humor over here. Nice. <laughs> Love it. That's what it was in our hometown up in Nevada City. It's like it's there's a mix. It was such an amazing place to grow up. Um I mean just a very, very artsy community, super small little town. Um, all my parents are musicians and artists, so it was a great place for that. Pretty much lived on the Yuba River. Yeah, and then um, and it's still a great town, but it's changed a lot as every small town does. But now it's so polarized. It's like there's the extreme left, and then there's oh. like hardcore crazy rights up there. You know, it's just, it's just like what's going on in the yeah, I guess you know, it's a small it's... version of everything, kind of yeah. Yeah, I think that the, the polarization in the world right now makes the communities that we find ourselves in even more precious totally. and kind of more sacred. You know, I always, you know, Brandy's church, as far as I'm concerned, you know, that's and the and the Bramley and the, and the whole community is so supportive and so loving and so open. That's mm-hmm. why I started doing the podcast. So I was like, there are incredible people <laughs> that are supporting this band, you know, whether it's directly yeah. or indirectly, you know, and yeah, that was the whole point of doing this. It's a testament I to them too. It. I could see the preciousness of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you do, like I said before, you do such an amazing job. It's been fun listening to all of your. And we're so thanks. Thank you for having us. You know. Of course, yeah. my God, <laughs> I can't not have you guys. <laughs> you're playing such a vital role in all of it. You know, you, you're you're very present. You know, you're a, you're a part of the Bramley that everybody. Knows it's, it's, I know it's it's so cool. I mean, we're just so appreciative of all the yeah. support we've gotten and. It's such a testament to them too, like that that this is a, a world that they've somehow created, and it's it, you know how they are, how what they encompass of this yeah. belonging and um, just the energy that they've kind of trickled down in this group that just isn't so embracing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, you know, Brandy's a guru as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so you've been involved with all this for quite a while. How did how did you come to be? involved with them I I think the first album um uh, is when I discovered them and then I saw them open up for the indigo girls here in Vermont long 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 I mean I stopped counting at like 45 how many shows I've been to (laughs) oh years ago I mean no it's it's pathetic you know this you know my husband just still (laughs) rolls aside to me like what is wrong with you you know you know, we, I have a very lovely life, you know, <laughs> like, why are you doing We're this? all like it's modern day dead right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you get compelled, you get pulled in. And I, I genuinely, um, I, I think it's their authenticity. I mean, clearly yes. we're talking about very talented musicians. Her voice mm-hmm. is astounding, all those sort of obvious things, but there's more to it than that. There's a, yeah. there's a vibrational yeah. loving quality that's there that I, I really was drawn to. I and think so their I, whole... Well, I guess it's the Looking Out Foundation slogan of like making music mean more. It's so true because it's like their music means a lot just in terms of the lyrics and the their vocals and the music. It touches you. It's a, it's very moving music. But then to actually have something that's tangibly meaning more in another way too. It's just 
it's really cool that they've tied all that together. And, and also what they've done, like they don't have to be mentioning us, you know, like the, yeah. they could just like yeah. our product and carry on. But the fact that they have done that for us to be able to be a part of this community and being able to give back to the looking out foundation through our product. It's all, it's making it mean more to us. It's making our jerky company mean more yes. as well. Yeah. So it's, it's, I'm really grateful for them incorporating us into that a little bit. Yeah. And we need the connection is necessary for us to thrive as human beings, you know? And so when totally. you find other people who vibe at that same level of kind of openness and authenticity and kindness and generosity and all the rest of it, it, it becomes the glue that holds everything together. You know, it's like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's why we're here. That's why we're alive, you know, with, and if, if we, we we're fortunate enough to have a community of so many clever, amazing people and this music, like, you know, what else could you ask for? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so we're lucky to be living in the age of this, right? It's like, yes, we never yes, knew we yes. needed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And especially after over COVID, like feeling that community just online and through the shows and then to be yes. able to kind of the first sort of branching out in a larger scale of people being able to meet these people. It was like, Oh, it was like, so refreshing to your soul to, you know, to well, like, their soul family. That's the way yeah. I kind of look at the whole thing. Yeah. It's like soul family. Yeah. It's, you know, we're very, very fortunate. All of us. For sure. And I've really enjoyed watching Brandy kind of change, you know, over the years, but yet only on the outside, never on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> you know, now she's got the David you know, Bowie sort of blitz thing going on and she looks so sweet and funny. And then she puts on her old guitar with the Brandy strip singing Hard Way Home and that, you know, with the, with the blue makeup. And I just, I just giggle, you know? It's yeah. Just, here she is. I she's right it. there. She hasn't changed at all. But isn't that the sign of a good artist though? That there's just yes. always kind of evolving going on and still staying true to your roots and grounded, yeah. but like, you know, being, being, brave enough to to explore other aspects i think that's really Absolutely. cool and it must be so much fun for her can you imagine totally like, like getting all dressed up <laughs> oh, see, I, I think about how much fun that it would be to like be that talented of a musician and to be able to to play the, the energy of those crowds like it must be so cool for them yeah you realize how i mean the energy of the crowd is what made me just think of this but to, she can hold the energy of a small room obviously but now these huge great big stadiums where there's not a sound, you can hear a pin drop, literally, you know, obviously pin drop tour, but you can hear <laughs> yeah. it. Like, it's, like she's, she does, she holds that energy within herself. It is, it is, she's the grounding cord for all of that. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. It's yeah. Powerful. I mean, what a rush. Too, that's, what a, that's what a true leader does or a true healer does, you know, they're yeah. holding that space. Very cool. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. No, I love, I love all that stuff. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so keep in touch with me. Let me see if I can help sort of get you guys into some Vermont stores. That would be fun. Like to be able yeah. to do that for you it. because it would be a benefit you and it would benefit Looking Out Foundation. And then I can eat it too. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank win, you win. again so much for having us on. Yeah, we're honored <laughs> to, to be a part of it. So thanks yeah. a lot. Oh, it's my honor. Believe me. Thank you. And you guys are wonderful. And I can't wait until I can give you a hug someday. And, you know, I know. Enjoy some jerky, some wine and some music. (laughs) And let's throw tequila in there, too, because that's what I like. Oh, yes. (laughs) All right, girls. Great. Much love. Yeah. Thank you so much. Have a great have a great rest of the day. Thank you. You too. Bye. 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 I love them. They're just wonderful, wonderful women doing such good and working so hard. Um, And I have to confess, I have not tried their jerky yet, and I'm really excited to have some. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed talking to Shannon and to uh, Breland. 
And I will say a thank you to Clue, who does a wonderful editing job on this podcast, and to Amy, who helped with the questions. And obviously, we always want to say thank you to Brandy and Phil and Tim and send you all our love. I hope you're all doing well. Bye.